Welcome to Garbage and Gold, the podcast that is singularly silly, sincerely simplistic, and sinfully side-splitting. Woo! I'm Lisa. And I am Lindsay. This is the podcast where we deliberate the best and the worst of a topic, and you, dear listeners, get to decide who you think is right. We will give you more information about how you can do that and share your opinions with us at the end of the show. Let's hit the recap and poll results from our 90s, 2000s rom-coms before we get into our topic for this week. All right, Lisa. Yeah. The poll results are in mm-hmm. for the 90s, 2000s rom-com. Yes, ma'am. Movie. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready for some results? I am ready for some results. Okay. In the garbage showdown between my garbage choice of there's something about Mary and your garbage <laughs> choice of good luck, Chuck, uh-huh. we tie. Oh, well, yeah. Those yeah. are, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah we I tie. Mean, we, we know what's gross. Yeah, that's yep. fair. <laughs> Both garbage. I mean, can't, I mean, yeah. can't go wrong. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Then in the gold showdown between my gold of Notting Hill mm-hmm. and your gold of 10 things I hate about you. Yes. You do win. Yay! You do win. That was a good choice. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. Again, I just, I know so little of them, so it was, I didn't have a huge (laughs) list to draw from like you did. It's right. It's fine. Uh, We've re we have gone back over 90s music, so I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing else will ever matter to me. (laughs) That's fair. That is fair. And we both Do you think I've lost... What? I think I've lost some of my edge since I won the recap. For sure. For sure you have. Um, also, the week that you did not pick Great British Bake Off for your reality show. <laughs> Why did you remind me? But it's only because I didn't that we can continue moving forward. <laughs> Why did you remind me? Oh. <laughs> Get that edge back. Okay. <laughs> Great. Oh, yes. Lisa, do you have any listener comments you'd like to share? I do. Uh, at Blismer on Twitter with her on point GIF game. She posted the GIF of um, Julia Stiles reading the poem that I referenced from 10 Things I Hate About You. And it is just like, oh, like even just seeing her do it, I'm like, I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> it's so sweet yeah. and it's so beautiful. And it was good. It so is. that was my, that was my shout out was with the on point GIF game. Any other thoughts before we head on to the show? Um, no. Okay. Was I was I supposed to plan no. thoughts? No, I is this didn't know a new, any- like no. you just started a new segment without talking to me. <laughs> Th- deep thoughts with Lindsay that you didn't tell Lindsay about. <laughs> nope, no things. Okay, okay, so let's just we'll get on to the show. Are you ready? I am so ready. <laughs> nervous about how ready you are. I know, I'm real stoked, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Lisa, the topic for today... Uh-huh. For us to discuss... Yeah. ...is the musical stylings of one <laughs> Justin K. Timberlake. I don't think that's his middle initial. It's not. I actually know what it is, so I'll get Uh-oh. there. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Look... Yeah. I'm seriously, I'm very worried about how prepared you are. It's all from Wikipedia. (laughs) So some of it might even be true. So Lisa, I'm sure you have some research for us. I do. We'd love to hear it. Oh, yes, me too. Okay, so the first thing I was really curious about, because I know a lot of celebrities have like stage names, 
But Justin Timberlake's name is actually Justin Timberlake, which I thought was neat. Anyway, his middle name is Randall. So it's J.R. Oh, I knew Timberlake. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had a, I guess he had a brief stint as a country album when he was younger and he went by J.R. So that's cool. We're not going to talk about that, though, because that's weird. So anyway. Wait, is that real or is that Wikipedia facts? Uh, Yes. So <laughs> Justin Randall Timberlake, he was born in 1981, raised in Tennessee, and he got his initial start on TV shows Star Search and the all-new Mickey Mouse Clubhouse as a child. And then in mm-hmm. the late 90s, he rose to prominence as one of the two lead vocalists and youngest member of NSYNC, which eventually became one of the best-selling boy bands of all time and is the actual best boy band of all time. Don't at me. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that Chris Kirkpatrick was not a lead singer of InSync? <laughs> I mean, did he's the other have, lead vocalist, obviously. Did, right? they, did they have set lead vocalists? Is that a real thing? They I gotta what? watch that documentary on YouTube. What? About Lou Perlman. Oh my god, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> you obviously have more research ready than I do. Okay, so here's my question. Okay. They they actually like legit had lead singers? Like they identified lead singers? Well yeah, it'd be Justin Timberlake and JC Shazay. Like I know they always sang, but that's just because they were the best. But did they actually be like, these are the two lead singers? Yeah. Oh, that's crushing. <laughs> it's not like new kids had two lead singers. Everyone got to sing. Yeah. I mean everybody sings, but then there's ones that like definitely carry it. It's just who you hear the most. You don't hear right. a Joey Fatone carry an entire song. And the world is worse for it. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm just saying that's okay, not how NSYNC did it. Okay. So you're telling me that you did not watch the documentary about Lou Pearlman in preparation for this episode. How dare you? I didn't. You're get you're fired right. from doing the research. Okay. Continue with your Wikipedia facts. I will. So Timberlake began to adopt a more mature image as an artist with the release of his debut solo album, R&B-focused Justified, which came out in 2002. And that had the singles Crimea River and Rock Your Body. And that's when he got his first two Grammy Awards. So I guess NSYNC never won a Grammy? Is that what that means? You are the researcher. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, Justin won his first two Grammys. Maybe they're just for him. I would assume that if NSYNC won a Grammy, he gets one. Anyway. Okay. I don't know. He is the lead singer after all. One of them. They had to share the Grammy. They had to share it. They had to cut it in half. Um, then we have Future Sex slash Love Sounds 2006, characterized by its diversity in music genres. And it has the single Sexy Back, My Love, and What Goes Around Comes Around. So at this point, he's definitely established as a solo artist worldwide. From 2008 to 2012, he focuses on his acting career and he kind of puts his music career in hiatus. He had starring roles in the films Social Network, Bad Teacher, Friends with Benefits, and In Time. But of course, as we all know, he comes back to music in 2013 with his third and fourth albums, The 2020 Experience and The 2020 Experience 2 of 2, exploring neo-soul styles, partly inspired by the expansive song structures of 60s and 70s rock, which is like... And I'll get into this when I talk about my gold, but that's one of the things that I really appreciate about Justin Timberlake is he's seriously gone from like the bubblegum boy band Mm -hmm. stuff and then he goes R&B and then he goes like 60s and 70s rock and he does them all well. Like it's just, it's incredible. He's an incredible artist. That became the best selling album of the year in the US, uh, the 2020 experience. And it had suit and tie, mirrors and not a bad thing. We're on there. Okay. Goes back into acting and singing with trolls. Then he dropped Man of the Woods in 2018, which is fine. Timberlake is a tenor vocal range. 
mm-hmm. his lyrics. And each of his albums kind of has a different fusion of styles, which is pretty amazing. And he does them all justice with respect to their roots, too, because I feel like he's one of those musicians who appreciates music and doesn't just make it to get money. Like, I think he sincerely loves it and is completely invested in it. And it shows in his body of work. Right. So. Agreed. Yeah. And he's got a great personality and he's cute and he can dance really well. Were there lead dancers in in sync? (laughs) Like, Uh, for sure. It would have been Justin Timberlake still. Uh, I think Lance could probably bop, but I still I'm saying it's going to be Justin was the. He's the lead dancer. Yeah. J.C. Chazé is not going to like this episode. Remember when J.C. Chazé tried to go solo? Remember how J.C. Chazé really needs a haircut? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, J.C. Yes to all those things. I know. We like you and respect you. When when you were, like, watching NSYNC, did you think that Justin is going to be the one who's going to be famous solo? I didn't think anybody was going to be able to successfully go solo because you see that so many times in boy bands as someone after the boy band, they either fall apart or they try to pursue personal projects and it like never succeeds other than like maybe Ricky Martin, but that like barely counts, you know, he wasn't really famous in the boy band. Right, right, right. That's what I mean. So it barely counts or like Bobby Brown, like again, barely, but nothing like Justin Timberlake, like Like, no new kids, no No. Backstreet Boys have made it big famous. No, 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 no. no. They have had an album and some, maybe a hit or two. That's fine. But Justin has like a whole new career. Yeah. Solo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's legit. He's soups legit. But let's talk about one of his songs that is not soups legit, Lindsay. What is your garbage JT song? This was not easy, surprisingly. Right, right. I was going to say that too. Like, I was yeah. looking through the song list and I was like, yeah, yeah, there's not a lot that I don't like. I will say the two disc 2020 experience. Uh huh. There's some on there that I'm like, Ooh, and my garbage does actually come from that album. So same. Um, there's some that I'm like, okay, right. Like, this could have been a really good one album, and I really love 2020 experience. Like, don't get me wrong, but yeah. um, there were some some tricky ones. And then this is gonna ruin a friendship, but <gasps> Can't I am not a fan of Man of the Woods. Yeah, the song or yes! the album. Correct. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not either. I don't. I don't like the 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 like twangy country thing mixed yep. with whatever it's mixed with. I don't like it. Yep. Same. But my garbage Justin Timberlake song is the song "Strawberry Bubblegum" <laughs> from the 2020 Experience. <laughs> I am not familiar with this song. Please do your <clears throat> one. So. Strawberry Bubblegum was released in 2013 on the 2020 Experience. Um, The song begins with a voiceover with a low voice saying, hey, pretty lady. And Justin Timberlake responding with, this goes out to you. He then proceeds to sing a song about... I'm not sure what it's about, but there's a lot of lyrics about smacking your strawberry bubblegum or popping your strawberry (laughs) bubblegum. So a few reasons why it's garbage. Okay. First of all, the voiceover at the beginning. It's terrible. Yeah. It's it's really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Next is it is basically all Justin in falsetto. And that's not my favorite Justin Timberlake. No, 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 no. Like, I like it when you go there once in a while, buddy. But then, like, come back down to your range. Yeah. It has wonderful lyrics like, 
you really got me when you said, hey, 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 pop in that strawberry bubble gum. Mm. It, it is an eight minute long song. <laughs> A lot of his songs from 2020 yeah. experience are super long. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It includes the words strawberry 34 times. Ugh. And the word bubblegum 20 times. The thing is that both of those words do not roll off the tongue, especially when singing. They are clunky. No. Yeah. And you know who sings about strawberry better? Harry Styles on (laughs) Watermelon Sugar. Don't sleep on that song. It's legit. Um, So and and a lot of the a lot of the like reviewer people said that the lyrics are super cliche. Mm -hmm. This is kind of the the clincher for me. Mm hmm. This song lists lists seven songwriters. Yeah. Seven of them. Right. Have you heard the phrase too many cooks <laughs> ruin the something stew? I don't know. What is it? I apparently I haven't heard that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Making it on the fly. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's so it's amazing because my garbage, one of my critiques is the same. So anyway, yeah, yeah. please continue. Yeah, baby. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It, if you are good at songwriting, you don't need seven of you. And it's not like he's a band. Like if he was still in in sync, right. that isn't that is a built-in five songwriters if they if they wrote it together. If everybody's or, invested in the strawberry bubblegum narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Or like Coldplay, like Chris Martin is the main songwriter, but everyone else writes their parts. And so mm-hmm. they get songwriting credit uh, because they're part of the band. Yeah, sure. A lot of bands, I think, do it that way. But this for a solo artist to have seven writers, that's like Kesha level, yeah, y'all. <laughs> and that is why it is garbage. That sounds like a terrible song. Yeah. Yep. Right. Strawberry bubblegum. Good one. Which isn't even the best flavor of bubblegum. Everyone knows grape bubblegum is better. Did you say grape? I will do anything but strawberry bubblegum. That's fine, but it's obviously watermelon is the best flavor. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> Too long it's been since I've chewed bubblegum. <laughs> A long time. <laughs> So, Lisa, were you able to find a garbage Justin Timberlake song? I was. It was also very difficult for me. I have not listened to, like, all of his albums cover to cover, so I don't know as much of as many of his songs. Uh, So I went just on the hits and whatever. And we also, I guess we didn't really talk about this, but we chose ones where he, like, he could collaborate with people, but he was the the primary person on Mm -hmm. it. So um, I do have an honorable mention to Four Minutes, because I just really don't like that song. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's a bad song. I feel like it's primarily Madonna, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of Justin Timberlake in there. It was one of his first big collabs he did, which is, like, good for him. I mean, that's a significant yeah. deal. Madonna's a big deal. But I just – it just gets kind of repetitive and long. At first, you're like, yeah. Then after, like, yeah. three minutes, you're like, okay. Like, I'm just – I'm done. It's – yeah. Like, I think that's a lot of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most songs could be a minute and a half. Yeah, we're still – Think about that recording industry. Maybe yeah. we should start a record label. 90 seconds. You get 90 seconds. That's we'll call it. it the 90 seconds label. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's all you yeah. get. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. Yeah. The one I'm going with is also from the 2020 experience, two of two, TKO. Oh, I kind of like this. It's going to do. So it's from 2013, written and produced by Timbaland, Timberlake, and Harmon. So there's three. Oh, and then also some writing from James Fauntleroy. So there's four writers on this song. 
It samples Barry White's Somebody's Gonna Off the Man, which is amazing. So you'd think with that many writers and a hook like that, it would be better than it is. But it's not. So the lyrics use boxing metaphors to explain how somebody being knocked out feels to them when they see their ex with another guy. Okay, so this is the problem. It focuses a lot on metaphor and it snuffs out any real lyrical creativity because they just go so heavy into this boxing metaphor, right? So lyrically, TKO uh, relies on those things and the title means technical knockout. And so it's him being like, I'm out for the count. Yeah, girl, you knock me out. And then Timberlake sings, it cuts right on my eye. Yeah, her won't lie. Still can't see. Think I saw you with another guy. Can't fight. Knocked down. Then I got over you. Can't fight. No more. It's okay. Okay. So it's like the constant, like we're, this is a boxing metaphor. Do you guys remember? Do you, did everybody, everybody with that? Okay. In case you didn't, in three words, we're going to bring it back to boxing. So don't worry about it. In a less enthusiastic review, Tom Bryhan of Stereo Gum commented that the song works as a mid-tempo club track, which okay, I'm, I'm on, I'm on board with this so far. That doesn't have much of the old school lover man slickness that Timberlake brought to the last album. So he's talking about 2020 experience, which again, I think 2020 experience as a whole was better than two of two. But anyway, it, the melody doesn't quite stick in the way you'd hope a Timberlake melody would. And so I think it's one of those things we kind of see this on baking shows or chopped or whatever. If they're like, okay, you need to present this thing. And they're like, okay, I made this thing, but I also made a drink to go with it. And they're like, okay, well now you're getting judged on both things Mm -hmm. so that's where 2020 experience two of two comes in it's like we had 2020 experience was amazing right and now you're gonna give us another one that we're like huh like what so anyway i just think that was a bad read in general but (laughs) well and shouldn't you like if you have extra songs like release it as like a mixtape or like the ones who that didn't quite make it yeah and then we'll all be like oh they didn't quite oh i can see why they didn't make it but they're still good like don't have this i don't have the same expectations because it's not exactly it's just a mixtape Exactly, exactly, exactly. Again, our record label is going to be amazing. Seriously, I'm saying. So good. I'm saying. So, and then also I'll get back to this, but it's an underwhelming single and a retread of Timberlake's past work with longtime collaborator Timbaland. So we'll get back to that. Pin in that. (laughs) The production is uninteresting at best and monotonous at worst. Like, so why it's Mm -hmm. garbage. JT is better than this. Like, we've seen it already. If this had been his first single after NSYNC, then maybe. Maybe. Right. But we've already seen all the things he can do, and so it's really a letdown to be like, oh, okay, it feels like we take 10 steps back with this song. Lyrically ridiculous, predictable, and lame. And also, now listen, because I'm a huge Missy Elliott fan, I do love Timbaland. I do. But you know Mm -hmm. a Timbaland song within four seconds, and that's Mm -hmm. fine, because it's very signature. But by 2013, we are done with Timbaland. We are done. Ooh. We are done with him. He are needs we? to either reinvent or be done because it's like, it sounds like a song. You hear that song. It came out in 2013. That song with Timbaland like that could have come out in 2006. Because mm. that sounds exactly like Missy songs. It sounds like, you know, 2006 Justin. It's just like, what are we doing here? So we're ready for something new. And it was just. It was a letdown. It was a cliche. Yeah, but then when we dumb. got something new and less Timbaland, we got Man of the Woods. Yeah. Well, there's other. Well, okay. I'll I'll get to that with my with my gold. But anyway. Okay. It, uh, I'm not referring to Man of the Woods for my gold. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm talking about other collaborations with <laughs> with JT. So anyway. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Thank you. I, mean, I do still really like that song. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, I mean, we can like songs and still recognize that they're not great. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And again, mm-hmm. it was not easy to pick a garbage Justin Timberlake song. It really wasn't. Right. Yeah. Ag- agreed. Yeah. Are you ready to hear my gold? I would love to hear your gold. Okay. I am not ready to tell you about my gold. <laughs> so you just sit there <laughs> with bated um, well, breath. So I have, I have some honorable mentions, yes, obviously. Please. Yes, please. Some collabs that probably don't have him on enough to actually count as a Justin Timberlake song, but ones that are wonderful are Winner that he did with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that song. Uh-huh. Give It to Me that he did with Timbaland and Nelly Furtado. Uh-huh. That is like, that's a good song. Yeah. I like that song a lot. I do enjoy Not a Bad Thing. Okay. I really love Only When I Walk Away. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Pusher Love Girl. Had it not been overplayed on the radio, my gold Justin Timberlake song would be Can't Stop the Feeling." I'm so done with that. But yeah, I hear you. I do. I hear you. And if, I'm just, if uh, it had, if radio would have loved it an acceptable amount and not gone nuts for it. That's fair. Because it is, it is so fun. It's so like, it's such a happy song. It makes you want to dance. The video is adorable. Mm-hmm. Like it's all the things you want a good Justin Timberlake song to be. Yeah. And then radio decided that that was all they could ever play. Actually, my gold dip was probably over at one point, but it's been a long time since it's come out, so I feel better about it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. And it is the release off of Future Sex Love Songs, released in 2006, the second single, Sexy Back. Mm-hmm. Sexy Back spent 36 weeks on Billboard's Hot 100, seven weeks at number one. It is the yep. seventh fastest jump up the charts it jumped up 30 spots on the hot 100 in a week Uh which is real fast yeah certified three times platinum Mm -hmm. um it was written by justin timberlake timbaland and nate hills Mm -hmm. so a small crew of people wrote this song yeah Mm -hmm. it also won a grammy Mm-hmm. for best dance recording and it's just a legit it's a legit song it's so fun so, it is really it's fun so so fun when we talk though about complex lyrics this is not a song that is complex lyrically no, no. it's not no but that thing is an earworm and it will get God, in your head and good. you will not be able to stop singing it to yourself you will hear it all the time Mm -hmm. it's got this interesting mix of like kind of like chanty repeat things and then these Uh like r&b vocals but then also this like distorted Mm -hmm. rock vocal Mm -hmm. so a few reasons why this song is gold um there's no falsetto yeah none (laughs) yeah they Timberland and Justin had been listening to a ton of David Bowie right before they recorded it. Yes, yes. And so one of the things that Justin really was conscious about doing is he's like, I came at it with a rock vocal yes. and not an R&B vocal. Yes. So really, really inspired by Prince and David Bowie yep. um, that it's got this really it's like a it's like a mixture of textures in the yes. song that I just really, really love. Uh-huh. It changed how people viewed Justin Timberlake. So I was up until say, then, yeah, because it was, was like a big break between those two out between Justified and then Future Sex Love yeah. Sounds. There was like, was it like five years? Like there was a pretty significant break between. So you're like, oh, maybe he's not yeah. coming back. And then that was the song that came back, and you're like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> it and so... it's so different. It's different than anything else that's on Justified. Yeah. And it was, it was different than fresh air. anything else on radio. So he's even quoted as saying, like, I was listening to radio and I hated all of it. And so I was yeah. trying to think of what would I want to listen to? Yeah. And this is how he wrote the song. Yeah. It also introduced EDM to like yeah. Top 40. That yeah. was like, yeah. all our music now is pretty much because of Sexy Back. Like, we don't mm-hmm. have Billie Eilish without Sexy Back. Because yeah. the the distortion, the EDM, uh-huh. all of that mm-hmm. stuff, this was really kind of the breakout of that. Sure. It, and this is probably the biggest thing, it became a cultural phenomenon and mm-hmm. it became like a saying. So you would talk about bringing mm-hmm. sexy back mm-hmm. in a way that like it just permeated culture. It did. So it became more than just a song. It became mm-hmm. more than just like a cool video. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are incredibly inappropriate for a family-friendly bod- podcast. So I cannot... <laughs> read them to you but like it just became this cultural thing uh-huh. so even now i could say to you who are you bringing sexy back and you would know exactly what i'm talking about yep because it yep. is it is a good song it is i would say it's the most i publicly culturally identifiable justin timberlake song for sure like mm-hmm. if we were in family feud and it was like Justin Timberlake songs number one would be sexy back. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a, and like, again, because it's been well since radio played it all the time. Yeah. It's fun again. It is fun again. It's super fun again. It's so yeah. good. That's a good one. It's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Lisa, that is yeah. my gold sexy back. <laughs> yeah. What is your gold Justin Timberlake song? Yeah. Well, my honorable mention, and I know it's Lindsay's too, is um, anything that Justin recorded with Lonely Island. I know we talked about those. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> anything with Lonely Island is amazing. Um, I particularly like Mother Lover. I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> but any of them are great because he's so, so good. Anyway. I really, I really like the box one. Yes. <laughs> my other honorable mention is Senorita because it's another one of those songs that I like should not like as much as I do, but God, I love the Neptunes. Like, so that's where <laughs> I, God, I really do. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know who the Neptunes are or who NERD is. So Neptunes is Pharrell and Chad Hugo. Um, those are the two people. And then, uh, NERD has another, uh, has a lyricist on it. But anyway, so the Neptunes do a lot of like producing and they have a lot more of those like, kind of spacey like they're just so innovative and so good i love the neptune so 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 much i was really excited when he partnered with them for that but anyway so that's why i think i ended up liking um justified a little bit better than future sex love sounds because i like the neptunes more than timbaland anyway it's fine okay so those are my album mentions my gold is from justified obviously it is the 2002 single cry me a river Ooh. It was Good. written by Timberlake and Scott Storch, so just the two of them. Ooh, uh, with, even with, better. I know. Timberland was there, obviously. And it's inspired by Justin's former relationship with singer Britney Spears. Allegedly. Oh, no. He's admitted it now. Oh, has he? And, yeah. No, it's admitted now. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, it we all long... knew. Oh, yeah. We totally did. I will get there. So Jive Records released a song to a contemporary hit and rhythmic radio in the United States on November 26, 2002, as the album's second signal single, accompanied by an electric piano, beatbox, guitars, synthesizers, Arabian-inspired riffs, and Gregorian chants. These are the kind of things you get when you partner with the Neptunes, and I am so here for it. The chant at the beginning of that song? Oh. It's so good! Bananas. It's bananas good. good. (laughs) 
So it's an R&B song about a brokenhearted man who moves on from his last girlfriend who had cheated on him. He did win a Grammy for this Best Male Pop Vocal Performance at the 2004 Grammys. In 2011 is when he admitted that he had written Crimea River after an argument with Britney Spears. He was on a phone call that was not the most enjoyable phone call. And he walked into the studio and Timbaland could tell that Justin was visibly angry. And Timbaland was like, Nant, don't worry about it. I can't believe she did that, blah, blah, blah. And then it just like started pouring out of him. So it was like in the heat of the moment, too, which I think is what makes this such an amazing song, too. It's kind of this graceful, mysterious melody with like so much heartache in it. So there's this juxtaposition there that's just gorgeous. Let me see. Oh, yeah. The song's chorus devolves into a choral reading. So at the end, it's like this choral reading. And then Timberlake kind of like pleads over the group of this singing. It's, it's described by David Brown of Entertainment Weekly as a haunted, pained farewell. So it's like a breakup song that still is like fun to sing to. And it's not like a screaming, angry breakup song. It's like you were everything to me and you ruined it. And now it's yeah. just, oh God, I don't know. It's so complex and it like stretches the boundaries of pop and fusing it with the R&B and electric goodness and all that stuff. Because again, this is his first album after NSYNC. So it's like so, so much to prove. And he just like, he crushed it. He crushed it. So why? It's gold. We were all invested in Britney and JT. Okay. This the denim was the matching denim. Yes. Yes. I have in my notes, literally, Lindsay, you don't just get a matching denim suit with someone you don't plan on being with forever. Britney. <laughs> wow. You don't. You don't. Do you think he would have held hands with that girl in New Orleans if he was married <laughs> to Britney? Oh my God. Do you think, do you think 2007 Britney happens if she and Justin stays to get, stay together? No, no, it does not. Yep. Yep. This is my follow up. I want a sliding doors situation where we see if they stayed together, what their trajectories had been. Like, I think Justin would have went bananas and Britney would have stayed on the straight and narrow. I agree. I think that we are better for the breakup, honestly, but. Yes. Maybe not. Okay. This is his debut album after NSYNC, and it's definitely him still, but it's so fresh and it's so different. And that like really like boy bandy sound is mostly gone, but still there enough that you can be like, oh, that's who that is. He's angry and he's disgusted, but it's still beautiful and like super emotionally raw. And I love that. The instrumentation is beautiful. It somehow mashes together like a ton of different sounds to create that dissonance, which I think is intentionally done for the emotional reflection of the song. And then it's just a classic, deeply emotional breakup song, which is timeless. And it's so good. And it's just it's a good boy breakup song, which I feel like a lot of times male lyricist breakup songs tend to be a lot more like either super angry or super weepy. And this feels like somewhere in the middle of just like the distraught emotion it's distraught but there's also an edge because you don't say to somebody cry me a river without being like i don't care how you feel anymore right exactly oh no it's still got that 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 sharp edge on it without it being like i hate you i hate everything about you it's like yeah like he's able to say like i really cared about you yeah and you hurt me and now you're dead to me yeah 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 so it was just so honest, too. Like, the fact that everybody was like, oh, my God, it's obviously about Britney. Like, yeah. which he, of course, didn't admit for a very long time, which is fine. But it yeah. was just so, like, he wasn't writing from a place of anything but absolute sincerity. And that's yeah. reflected, too. So that was, that makes sense. And, and I think Crimea River is when, like, you start to see, like, he always had, like, a swagger about him. But, like, Future Sex Love Sounds is, like, uh-huh. so swaggery. And this is the mm-hmm. beginning of that, of, like... 
Yeah. I don't care. You know, like my gold yeah. song has lyrics like those guys don't know how to treat you. Like you need to come uh-huh. hang out with me. And like uh-huh. that doesn't come if you don't have Crimea River. The evolution of Justin Timberlake has been something to behold for. How sure. lucky are we that we are living through Justin Timberlake? I mean, it's a blessed timeline between Justin Timberlake and Dolly Parton. I don't even know. I know. It's a blessed time to be alive. Oh my gosh. I love Dolly Parton. So much. Same. Yeah. Okay. All right, Lindsay. So hit us with the recap and tell our listeners how they can vote this week. <laughs> you all can go and vote for our garbage choices. My garbage choice of strawberry bubblegum or Lisa's garbage choice of TKO using the hashtags Lindsay garbage or Lisa garbage. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm trying to think of our next topic because I didn't pick one. So just oh, and oh, you can vote for our gold choices. My gold choice of sexy back or Lisa's gold choice of Crimea River using the hashtags Lindsay Gold or Lisa Gold on our Instagram or Twitter accounts at Garbage Gold Pod. Yeah, please do that because we like to hear what you guys think and we like chatting with you about your choices. So get up in our feeds on Twitter and Instagram and tell us all your feelings. Tell us about all the things you would like to hear what you have to say. And, like, legit, I know that you all are busy and this is a very stressful time, but, like, please vote. We please miss do that. you. We yeah. miss you. We miss your comments and your votes. So just go ahead and do that. Yeah. And, like, we are now recording on Sundays. So you have plenty of yes. extra time to vote. Yep. So if you're listening over the weekend, vote. Exactly. And we will still count that. Yeah. So we will share the poll results and our favorite listener comments, if we have any, um, on our <laughs> next episode. Uh, if you haven't done so already, if you could head on over to iTunes or wherever it is you listen to us every week and give us a rate, a review, and a subscribe, we would really appreciate that. And if you want more of us, you can hit up our Patreon, where we already have like a ton of bonus episodes with all sorts of stuff. But also, everybody, we're recording our thoughts on the Tiger King Netflix documentary. Yeah. And I'm very excited about it because we have a lot of a lot of thoughts. And it's going to be a Patreon exclusive. So if you'd it like is. to get in on that, that's uh, a mere $2 or $5 a month. And you can hear us rant and rave about Joe Exotic and all of the things. <laughs> yes. And if you are already recommending Tiger King to your friends, also yeah. recommend our totally. podcast to them. Because people like friend recommendations. Totally, we do. Mm-hmm. And join us next week when we deliberate the garbage and gold of HGTV hosts. We know you are at home watching HGTV yeah. because it's one of the few things you can watch while you have children around. Mm-hmm. So um, we yep. we have thoughts and opinions. Yep. I already know who my garbage is, by the way. Ooh. I don't know you. who my gold is yet. I'll check it out. But yeah, anyway, I know who my garbage is. Oh, I know who my garbage is. I think that is it for Justin Timberlake. I think that's it for Justin Timberlake. You're right. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.